What do I want to happen to Apollo? I want him to be exposed for the disgusting pig he is. Hello, and thank you for listening to Girl Wonder. My name is Joe Rochelle, and I'm just your everyday girl talking about your favorite webtoons. I typically upload on Tuesdays, but this is a bonus episode all about sex, love, and relationships in Lore Olympus. So I'm doing something I've never done before. I privately reached out to a handful of people on Twitter and Instagram and asked them to contribute to this podcast episode. I heard back from the lovely 11 people that you will hear on the podcast episode today. And for those of you who weren't able to join us this time or are interested in adding your voice to a future podcast episode, don't worry. There will be many more opportunities in the future. Before we start, I want to encourage you to support Lore Olympus and Lore Olympus author Rachel Smythe on Patreon. It's super easy to join her Patreon and it is encouraged to be 18 or older. Things that you get if you join. The Lore Olympus Snapchat account posted to stories. Access to bonus channels on Discord. Early access to sketches and other goodies. Process videos, the NSFW content, and chapter breakdowns. And... Rachel's gratitude. Don't forget about that. If Laura Olympus brings you joy, support it. It's at www.patreon.com slash Olympus. It's the first link in my description box as well. So this is a bit of a longer podcast episode than my weekly webtoon roundups on Tuesdays. This is a deep analysis of relationships in Lore Olympus. You're going to hear a variety of opinions from 11 different people, including myself, that makes us 12. And we're talking about Hades, Minth, Persephone, and yes, even Apollo. So wherever you are, driving in the car, at home, working on your art, washing the dishes, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, take a moment to relax into the world of Lore Olympus with me. All right, let's get into it. So where do we start? With a disclaimer, of course, I told you before that we'll be hearing a lot of varying opinions about the characters in Lore Olympus. You may not agree with all of them, and that's okay. In fact, I think that's how it's supposed to be. I asked questions about our main characters and heard absolute yeses from some people and absolutely nots from others, and the occasional maybe, and this is natural, of course, because we're all different, complex human beings who relate to these characters differently. But I can't help but wonder if it's more than that. Here is what Carmen, creator of the popular Thy Novel Instagram page, thinks. The webtoon doesn't tell you anything directly. It just shows you through color and expression. Color and expression. I have to admit, when I first started reading Lore Olympus, I was drawn in by how colorful it was. I think that's why so many people who enjoy cosplay are drawn to Lore Olympus as well. You get to experience this entire new world through color and expression. And like Carmen said, the webtoon doesn't tell you, it shows. We're going to be hearing quite a bit from Carmen throughout this episode, so if you like her in-depth analysis of Lore Olympus, then I'm sure you'll love to join her 11,000 followers on Instagram. Find her at Thy Novel. Rachel Smythe, the writer and illustrator of the comic, really took this really important step 
of not explaining why. And I think that's the reason why we're not all going to agree on how we feel about Hades' relationship with Minth or why certain characters are attracted to each other. But keep that in mind as we talk about attraction. So let's focus on our main love triangle for the moment, Hades, Minth, and Persephone. I've always been curious as to why certain people are attracted to each other in the first place. What drives them together? What pulls them apart? First up, Persephone and Hades. Hades is attracted to Persephone because of the attention that Persephone gives Hades. That's Julie. You can find her on Instagram as Little Marshmallow Candies, where she creates a lot of really compelling Lore Olympus videos set to music. Now, her audio is a little quiet, but it's also quiet in a way that makes the listener feel like we're her best friend and she's whispering in our ear. Here's more of Julie. Persephone really does show interest in him, and Hades can see that a little bit, and even though he tries to avoid it, he does actually feel attracted to him. Persephone shows genuine interest in who Hades is. She's got a curious mind. The more she learns about him, the more she wants to know about him. And to be honest, it's probably one of the most irresistible qualities that she has as far as Hades is concerned. But you know what else might be irresistible for Hades? Obviously it can be for her looks. That's Allie, who goes by anxious.weeb.03 on Instagram, an account that she uses to post Webtoon-related content. When you go back to when he first saw her at his brother's party, he was in awe of her beauty, and that's why he was first interested in her. But I guess as he got closer to her, it goes a little deeper than her looks. She's clever, witty, feisty, and Cerberus loves her. What's not to love? I love that. What's not to love? Persephone is definitely a fan favorite because a lot of us see ourselves in her, and if we don't, we would like to. So, Hades thought Persephone was hot, smoking, beautiful, drop-dead gorgeous, whatever you want to call it, and that was the start of this attraction. Christiana, who goes by Persades, an appropriate name in a very fun video account on Instagram, agrees with this. At first, Hades was just attracted to her aesthetic, her look, but after they spent the morning together, he was shown true kindness and interest, meaning she had no ulterior motive for being kind, and he didn't feel like he had a change for her. She never insults him, she already liked his dorky faces and the way he smells. He feels safe around her. Ugh, Persephone can be so pure sometimes, so kind, so great. She's accepting of who Hades really is, and that's a huge part of why he likes her. But what makes Persephone attracted to Hades? Here's Danny, who goes by Danny Reads Webtoon on Instagram, where she describes herself as a professional webtoon shipper. I think ever since the first moment they interacted at his house after Aphrodite put her in his car, He noticed, obviously, right off the bat that something was wrong, that obviously 
she did not go there on her own and he handled that situation very maturely with a caring manner and I think she respected that and thought wow this guy is really nice. So while Hades was first captured by Persephone's appearance we can argue that Persephone was captured first by his actions. Like, wait a minute, this guy, Hades, king of the underworld, took a bad situation and kind of made it pleasant. It's admirable. So what else? I think Persephone is attracted to Hades because he's kind of everything that Demeter has probably told her to stay away from. That's Kay. She's an illustrator and creator of Hades' Sun on Webtoon. You can find her at KRoseArtist on Twitter or KRoseIllustration on Insta. So Kay brings up a really good point. Maybe Persephone's attracted to Hades because he's the kind of guy she's not supposed to be with. You know when your parents or any authority figure tells you not to do something, it makes you want to do that thing even more. Everybody loves a bad boy. But Hades is more than just a bad boy, right? He treats her with a lot of respect. And so she's probably really attracted to that because he took care of her. And she was probably not expecting someone, especially a man, to be so nice to her. And I think that that kind of sparked her affection for him. And that's why she has a huge crush on him. Thalia, who goes by T-X-L-L-A-R-A on Instagram, agrees with Kay's theory. Persephone wants Hades because how she was raised by Demeter. Pretty much her entire life, we see in those chapters with Demeter in the mortal realm, she's been treated like a child for like her entire life. So when Hades comes around and he treats her with respect, I think it's really, really important for Persephone. Um, Same with Hades, I think. I think it's refreshing for the both of them to just be treated differently than how they're usually treated. So there you have it. Hades and Persephone are refreshing together. And I wanted to take a second to bring up a point that people normally don't mention about Hades, but Carmen, aka Thy Novel, did. As you all know, people in the comic often say that he smells of death, which is, I think, really nasty a really nasty comment someone has to do it some someone has to take care of the death someone has to judge the death it's not a job for everyone but it's a job hmm persephone is spring and hades is death and we can't forget that he's death and that there is an aura around him but we know for persephone it doesn't smell like death it smells like a forest fire in winter So what about the other part of the triangle? What about Hades and Minth? What about their attraction to each other? What we see with Hades and Minthe is definitely not attraction. Maybe anti-attraction. Maybe even anti-gravity. How about anything but steel to a magnet? That's Asel Byzantine. You may recognize his voice from his YouTube channel, Asel Byzantine, where he talks about a variety of webtoons. But in all seriousness, I don't think he's attracted to both of them. He's just learning how to part ways with one. So we have a theory that Hades is not attracted to Minth at all. At least Asel does not see it that way. He's just learning to part ways with one of them. Here's Julie again. 
coarseness that gives Hades attention, but it's in a bad manner. She wants stuff from him. She doesn't give a crap about his feelings and just leaves him alone in the corner. So Julie's analysis is that Hades, he gets attention from both Persephone and Minth, but one is negative attention for the most part and one is positive. Okay, no more haunting, ominous music for Minth. We need to talk about her for real, okay? Let's cut it out. Yeah, that's better. Let's talk about Minth. Carmen has a perspective on her that I don't think a lot of people usually share. So let's listen to it. And I believe at the beginning of her life, Mint was a good person. I really believe that because I don't believe anyone's born evil. I believe people can be corrupted. Carmen goes on to share a really interesting theory that Mint at some point was as young and as vibrant and possibly as innocent as Persephone, but life hit her and she had to go through some pretty intense things to be the person that she is today or the nymph that she is today. To be that severe, to be that difficult to be around, things must have went down. She could have been like Persephone before. Isaiah, who goes by Isaiah0131 on Instagram, also analyzes Hades' attraction to Minth. Is there attraction there and why? Here's Isaiah. For Hades, I think he is deciding between a normal life of just being alone with uh, Minth, where he kind of has companionship publicly and just seems like a lot of struggle on the like outside of public light with men she's obviously showing jealousy but it's only because she feels territorial over hades i don't think it's genuine affection for him himself i did feel bad when Minth cried in one of the chapters but i feel it's crocodile tears in the sense that she's gonna lose what she should have appreciated from the very beginning wow that is deep we have some things to unpack here you guys first hades his public persona Saying that he wants a girlfriend publicly, I think that's true. Yes. Let's expand on that for a second and let's remember that for later too because I personally believe there's some kind of public performance going on for Hades and Minth at times, maybe not all the time in their relationship, but a part of it is, look at me, I have someone who cares about me. And secondly, Isaiah brings up crocodile tears. What do you guys think? When Minth showed up in the rain, crying her eyes out, was it a genuine moment or was it not? Let's hear from Kiri Callahan. She has her own YouTube channel, and you may have seen Rachel retweet one of her videos like, this is not how Dom sub works, or toxic masculinity in her Lore Olympus storytelling talkbacks. She also mentions Minth's tears in this clip. I think more than anything, she's mostly concerned about herself. And it does come from this place of insecurity and a little bit of narcissism and self-preservation. And it's probably because she's got some damage honestly a lot of damage and she doesn't really know how to interact with people in a healthy and compassionate manner not that that excuses anything she does by a long shot Hades and Minthi have a grade a toxic relationship I think on some level they do somewhat care about each other I think ultimately 
Hades cares about Minthi, but is staying because he feels guilty, which is what he's even admitted to. And I do think Minthi does, on some level, care about Hades. I don't think she's a heartless bitch. I think she's terrified that she cares, and she doesn't like that she cares, which we got to see a glimpse of when we got to see her alone and crying. Those tears, those tears that Minth brought to Hades' doorstep, just crying and not wanting to be without him, it's hard because we know that the catalyst for that was definitely Persephone growing closer to Hades. And Isaiah said that, you know, Minth didn't really realize what she had until it was almost gone. You know, she's not really appreciating what she has until it's threatened. And I really like how Kiri mentioned that maybe that one moment, though, showed that she genuinely cares about Hades to some extent, to some degree. It's a possibility. I think truly deep down, they both do care about each other, but that doesn't make it love and it doesn't make it right, obviously. That's Kay again, the creator of Hades' son on Webtoon. I think they're both really abusive towards each other because I think for Hades, Minty is kind of his, like, he's lonely, so she's the hook. Where for Minty, maybe she's lonely too. We don't know too much about her yet. And I don't know. She clearly does care about him because when he offered to have a more serious relationship she agreed and she broke it off her little fling with Thanatos so I would I think that she does have affection for him too and I don't think that she's a horrible horrible person she does say like be the bitch everyone expects you to be so she's she knows that people are expecting these things from her so I think that knowing that everyone thinks that about her makes it kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy because she knows that that's what everyone's expecting. So she acts like such a bitch. And Hades is just lonely and just trying to keep it all together. I love the phrase self-fulfilling prophecy. So let's dig deeper into why Hades and Minth are the way that they are. If there is an attraction, why? We just heard Kay say that Hades is lonely. I mean, he's lonely AF. And Carmen, a.k.a. Thy Novel, goes deep into detail about why that is. Hades has expressed that he loves melancholic people. And I want to talk about that because melancholic people are often associated with empathy, something that Hades hasn't really had. And he wants to, he wants something for someone to have empathy for him. Rachel has shown that Hades does not really want to take the step into being with Persephone because he feels he's not good enough. He thinks he doesn't really deserve love. He doesn't really deserve anything because of who he is. He thinks that he is garbage and in his mind he also classifies mid as garbage i know it sounds harsh but i believe that's what he thinks he thinks he doesn't deserve better than her and mint also believes that she is losing to persephone because she isn't as good as persephone yeah this really got me thinking the garbage comment it really got me thinking because 
you know what? He doesn't feel like he's good enough for Persephone. He feels like she is above him. She's too young. She's too, you know, too sweet, too innocent, too pure to be with the likes of him who's been around for 2,000 years and has a reputation, right? And then there's Minth, who, like we just heard Kay and Kiri say that she is trying to live up to the part that people expect her to play. So they both look at each other and say, I deserve this, which is honestly a unhappy relationship. They're not, no one would say they're fully um, satisfied emotionally in this relationship. They don't feel like they have a good communication pattern or respect for each other. It's a little bit like, am I going too far if I say Minth and Hades, they have a garbage relationship? Did I, did I take it too far? You guys can let me know. In the meantime, here's Danny of Danny Reads Webtoon again talking about Hades and Myth. I don't think there's any romantic feelings in the slightest. Maybe Myth has some feelings. I don't think Hades has those at all. I think this might be like simply a work relationship or he's doing this to get her, his mind off of Persephone, which... Maybe he thinks the relationship that they could have is inappropriate since she is much younger than he is. And Minth obviously realizes that Persephone has feelings for Hades and maybe she's jealous in a way and wants to get with Hades just to like rub it in her face, which is working. And I don't know, like it's not your ordinary romantic relationship at all it's just not it's not (laughs) yes Minth absolutely tries to rub her relationship with Hades in Persephone's face any chance that she gets we've seen that we've witnessed that and it's frustrating but it's something that she does so if we were to say that Hades is attracted to both Minth for certain reasons and Persephone, for other reasons, what do the two have in common? Why why the both of them? Let's listen to Carmen compare and contrast the two, Persephone and Minth. Persephone reminds me of Bubbles, uh, personality-wise. Minth reminds me, you know, like of Megan Fox, a Megan Fox sort of girl. And it's really interesting that they look really different. Their personalities may come off as really different. But let's be honest, the colors that Rachel Smythe has given her characters have something to do with their personalities. And it's really interesting that pink comes from red. Hades and Minth, red and blue, have almost nothing in common they're both primary colors they're both colors that really stand out but they're not colors that should mix and there you have it we've analyzed the heck out of persephone hades and minth and their love triangle and the theme of attraction It's not crazy to say that most of us, if not all of us, ship Persephone and Hades. It's one of our ships, at least, in Lore Olympus. So 
If that's the case, I have another question. At this point in the webtoon, would you say that Hades and Persephone are in love? And that's what we'll be talking about next. They stare at each other for too long. They make each other blush. They try to distance themselves, but they keep growing closer. Yes, I'm talking about Hades and Persephone. At this point in the webtoon, they haven't even kissed yet. So what do you guys think? Are they in love? I do think they are starting to fall in love with each other. They're just both scaredy cats and are too scared to tell each other how they feel, which makes it hard for them to move forward and find out if they really are truly meant to be. So there's that. That's a sell by Xantine. Persephone and Hades are starting to fall, but they're not quite there yet. Jaden, who goes by henshu.sx on Instagram, thinks that one might have stronger feelings than the other. Here's Jaden. At the moment, I do think it's just a crush for Persephone, but of course, as the series goes on, her feelings will develop, but I don't think she's in love with Hades yet. For example, um, Hades, who I do think is in love with Persephone, thinks about her constantly, in the shower, at 4 in the morning, and thinks, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But Persephone has much bigger things going on in her life at the moment that she needs to get worked out. So even though they both clearly have deep feelings for each other, I do think it's more of a one-sided love between the two. I like Jaden's perspective of it being one-sided because Persephone has a lot of things going on in her life. Isaiah touches on why she might not be ready for a relationship right now at all. Her and Hades have quite the attraction. They seem to be crossing boundaries that Hades as an exclusive man in a relationship shouldn't be crossing with uh, how kind and how many gestures he gives her. And most of them seem extremely romantic. But I think she needs to work out her abuse with Apollo before she can progress in any relationship. And I don't think she's in a position to even be in a relationship until that is figured out. Thankfully, Persephone had a good talk with Eros about the terrible incident with Apollo. I think sharing it with someone is a very good step towards processing it and moving forward. But back to whether Hades and Persephone are in love yet. Most people said no. It's too soon. They're falling, but it hasn't even happened yet. They haven't kissed. He's got to drop Minth first. She needs to figure out her life. But then there's Carmen. She has a lot of interesting and poignant things to say about love. This stood out to me. Kind of like Paolo Coelho's philosophy, you know, the writer of a bunch of books. There's a special quote that he always has, which is, you don't really need a special reason to love someone. There's no reason and you don't need to explain yourself for liking someone. Carmen is referring to Paulo Coelho, a Brazilian lyricist and novelist best known for his novel The Alchemist. The quote is this, One is loved because one is loved. No reason is needed for loving. 
How beautiful. I'm so glad Carmen brought that up. We've been debating whether these characters in this love triangle are attracted to one another. We've talked about why or why not. But we can also take a step back and realize that sometimes you don't need a reason. Sometimes you just love someone and that's the reason. The phone calls between Hades and Persephone sealed the deal though. Episode 27 may not stand out to many people, but the love from Hades voice jumped out to me. Okay, let's take a trip back in time to Lore Olympus episode 27. Join me on Memory Lane where Hades and Persephone are on the phone with each other. Now we're going to dramatize it a bit for you and I asked my husband to read Hades lines and for me to read Persephone's lines so you guys can remember what happened in episode 27. My husband Josh is very excited to read Hades lines for you. He did his vocal exercises and everything and so here we go. Persephone, I didn't mean to upset you. I'm sorry. You're important. If you stopped, everyone would notice. Me? What do I have to contribute? Flowers and junk. My mom could manage spring herself before I was born. In fact, she's doing it for me right now, so I can be here. What does that say about me and my role? If I wasn't here, everything would be fine. Fine is a dirty four-letter word that starts with F. I'm very familiar with Demeter's version of spring. Spring executed by Demeter is practical and straight to the point. You can measure it with a ruler. Admittedly, in recent years, I thought Demeter had a midlife crisis. Spring seemed completely different. Savage and unpredictable. It's beautiful. And that's it. That's all you get. That's all the acting you get out of my family. <laughs> okay, so after that moment, Persephone cries while on the phone with him. And let's listen to Carmen again. Philosophically, he threw her a rope, pulling her up. Hades was willing to expose his love and appreciation for her in those moments. No one likes seeing their crush calling themselves, you know, worthless. Especially since Persephone has become a beacon of light for Hades. During their uh, phone calls, it's so clear how compatible they are. It was almost like they could see each other's Faces. So by episode 27, Hades is in love and Persephone is crushing hardcore. So there you have it. Hades and Persephone fell hard for each other and his love shows in episode 27. Carmen also mentions that Persephone's crush transforms to love for Hades when she accidentally enters Tower 4. But I want to stay with episode 27 for a moment. Hades mentions Demeter and her version of spring being predictable, right? And Persephone's being very unpredictable and beautiful. So let's talk about a relationship in Lore Olympus that we haven't talked about yet. Persephone and her mother. There's overprotection and then there's this. That's what a cell by Zantine had to say about Demeter and her daughter Persephone. Here's Allie, aka Anxious Weeb03. It's really toxic 
like all around toxic. Persephone's mom is super manipulative and controlling, and we've seen what kind of damage that has done to Persephone. I mean, Persephone has literal nightmares about her mom, and obviously that's not very good. She's right. It's not good. Yes, the overprotection, the smothering, the nightmares. Let's hear what Julie had to say about it. The relationship between Demeter and Persephone is not healthy and needs to be straightened out. I'm not saying for Persephone to completely run away from Demeter, but Demeter also needs to consider Persephone's feelings. Demeter needs to open up and realize that she is a grown-up now and she can do things on her own. Julie also adds that if Demeter is always smothering Persephone, how will Persephone grow to be her own person? She can't just be a duplicate of Demeter. Demeter can't continue to push her image onto Persephone. It's not fair when Persephone is her own individual. Isaiah mentioned something interesting, which is Persephone's unbridled rage and how Demeter feels about that. I don't think that the mother wanted to have anything to do with it. I think she was trying to keep it inside. She tried to keep her in a world where there would be nothing to protagonize any anger from her, but also turns into extreme sheltering and enabling of Fezamone not learning anything about anyone. Right? What kind of life would that be? Sheltered basically to death where you couldn't know anything about anyone unless your mother gave you permission. That's something Persephone can relate to, right? Do you guys remember when my podcast microphone broke about two months ago? Before it happened, I had written out all of my thoughts and had completed the script for a podcast episode, and then I sat down to record and realized I couldn't. That podcast episode included a discussion of Lore Olympus episode 60, and it was called I Hate Your Stupid Little Man Bun. Bonus points if you remember who said that and who they said that to. Anyway, this is what I wrote, but never recorded. After Hades asks how Persephone ended up in Tower 4, we get some real insight into how Persephone feels about Minth. Persephone admits that she's totally jealous and in a new way, in a venomous, I'm full of hatred and want to see her suffer kind of way. Persephone's dark side comes out a bit. She smiles at the thought of them breaking up. This is so relatable. I mean, haven't we all had that moment where someone who's getting in the way of your goal and the way of your happiness, you're just like, mm, I kind of want to do something to that person. <laughs> That's Persephone in that moment. So Kelsey Ferguson commented on that episode, episode 60 of Lore Olympus, and she said, I'm glad Persephone didn't tell Hades. This chapter confirms Persephone holds some anger when it comes to Minth. She's just trying not to indulge in that anger. With Minth pushing the issue, this makes it much more likely for Persephone to be the one to confront Minth, not Hades, and I think it's better that way. Whether that turns out to be true or not, I think we can all acknowledge that Persephone has an unbridled rage problem. Even though we haven't seen much of it, it has been foreshadowed. Which brings us to the one thing we haven't talked about, but I feel like we must touch on in a sensitive and respectable way. And that's Persephone and Apollo.
So here's Allie, who you heard at the very, very beginning of this episode calling Apollo a pig. Well, here's what she thinks should happen to Apollo. I want Hades to find out and just really get creative. A lot of people are saying no one can take care of Apollo for Persephone, and that's fair, even though I really want it to be Hades that makes him pay. But we have seen how much rage and strength Persephone has, so it would be cool and interesting to see her give Apollo what he deserves. In real life, people who have assaulted or abused shouldn't have to be the ones who have to dole out justice to the person that wronged them. There should be a department of justice or a system of the government that does that. But even real life isn't perfect and it doesn't always do that. So Lore Olympus isn't perfect either. The world of Lore Olympus. I don't think in this world of these Greek gods, there are systems in place that will make sure Apollo gets what he deserves. Julie agrees that something bad has to happen to Apollo. It just has to. But she also applies what she's learned from psychology to it. I learned something in psychology and this is called operant conditioning. And it's when you give a reward if someone's good and you are punished if something is bad. Obviously, this conditioning needs to happen. We don't know much about Apollo. We just know he's a very bad guy, but we don't know his past time or anything. And we don't know what happened to him. You must think about different perspectives on people too. Julie makes it clear that what Apollo did to Persephone was dead wrong and he needs to be punished. We all agree with that. And she brings up operant conditioning instead of just killing Apollo or wiping him off the face of the earth. Julie and Allie both bring up good points for what they think should happen to him. So what do you guys think? Is he even capable of change? So we're nearing the end of the podcast now, and I asked a few people who they thought the steamiest couple of Lower Olympus was. The answers might surprise you, and they're coming right up. In my opinion, who's the steamiest couple of Lore Olympus and why? That is Kay. Well, I feel like I need to say Zeus and Hera because they are the classic like love story of Greek mythology, being the king and queen. And Hera is the goddess of marriage. However, they're both so terrible <laughs> to each other. But I don't know, I have to say Zeus and Hera, or we haven't really learned much about it yet, but I'm pretty sure Aphrodite is with Ares, because Ares and Aphrodite in mythology have always had, like, a thing. And here's Thalia one last time. I think that by far it is Psyche and Eros. They're so passionate for each other, and they really, really do care about each other, even when um, Psyche betrayed Eros, and she did that, and he ran off, and he was all sad. But you can really tell that they 
really, truly, genuinely care for each other. So, yeah. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this. And if you really, really enjoyed this, consider buying me a coffee. You can easily do that at, at ko-fi.com slash girlwonderpodcast. It's only $3 and it helps support my monthly SoundCloud fee. I'm Joe Rochelle. Check in on Tuesdays for new episodes of Girl Wonder. Bye.